power. Welcome to the Accounting Automation Workflow Podcast. This episode of the Accounting Automation Workflow Podcast is sponsored by our launch partner, CorePay One. Picture your bank's bill pay, only better. Get built-in bookkeeping, payments, employee reimbursements, and more with CorePay One. With no monthly fee and unlimited users, CorePay One replaces slow and expensive accounts payable software. CorePay One helps you easily manage your clients' bill pay needs. The accountant dashboard is designed to let you seamlessly navigate between your clients and prioritize their most important bills while recording all of the essential bookkeeping data they need. With CorePay One, you can integrate with tools you're already using, sync your existing accounting system like QuickBooks or Xero to create one seamless automation process. You can even submit bills and receipts on the go with their mobile app, no matter where you are, using your Apple or Android device. Paying bills with CorePay One is easy. You can pay by ACH, check, or even international wire payment. And they even offer an easy way to reimburse your employees. With no monthly fees, per document scanning fees, or user fees, the pricing just makes sense. Head over to accountingautomationworkflowpodcast.promo forward slash CorePay. That's accountingautomationworkflowpodcast.promo forward slash C-O-R-P-A-Y. Automation powered accounting with CorePay One. Welcome to the Accounting Automation Workflow Podcast, where you can automate your firm one podcast at a time. We're on a quest to eradicate data entry through accounting automation. And I'm Heather Satterley. And I'm Brian Clare. And we're so happy to be with you again. Always. Yeah, absolutely. So exciting stuff. We got called out, Brian, twice this week from people saying that they're really enjoying the podcast. Sweet. So I saw, yeah, I don't know if you saw that, but before we came on today, I saw somebody was saying that they were talking about their favorite podcast and we were listed as one that they said had a lot of promise. All right. I like promise. That's a good word. I like promise too. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So yeah. So we're so happy you guys are joining us. We, you know, our goal of doing the accounting automation podcast is that, you know, Brian and I are just super lazy people, right? (laughs) No, we're not. We're not lazy, but we don't like doing things that don't bring value to our lives or to our clients' lives. And so we're in love with automation. Absolutely. Reduce all the repetitive stuff, right? Exactly. Let the, let the bots do all the, the menial work. So what are we going to talk about today, Brian? So last couple of episodes, we've been talking about uh, organizing client data. Yeah. Right? I think today we're going to talk about CRMs, Customer Relationship Management Systems. Customer Relationship Management System. There's so many of them out there. Some good ones, yeah. There are. And I gotta tell you, I do a lot of I do a lot of powwows with other accounting professionals in my consulting firm. And I ask almost every time, I would say very few accountants that I meet are actually using a customer relationship management app. And I think that's one of the well, I know it is. It's one of the first things that I tell them they need to get, right? Like your tax software, your tax database is not a CRM. Don't. Nor should it be a CRM. Yeah. <laughs> right? There's, I like to keep it, yeah. I like to keep it clean. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I, like I've I've written a couple practice ignition blogs there where like I, I think I did one on uh, on pipe pipe drive actually. So it's one we'll okay. talk about, but just doing the zaps back and forth and saying like, well, don't push the data into say practice ignition. 
as an example, until you actually think you're going to create that proposal. That's an example, right? See, totally. like, same thing with the t- the tax software. Like, don't just throw all these leads in there. You're just going to clutter it. Right. And don't use Excel. Yeah. I mean, you can, but there's other free stuff, better free stuff out there that is awesome. There's no reason to use Excel. Mm-hmm. Excel is just creating more work for yourself. So you said, you mentioned Pipedrive. We're going to be listing off a lot of CRMs that both, you know, Brian and I have had experience with. We've, te- I've tested so many CRMs yeah, because amazing. they're all, I mean, they all essentially do the same thing, but they all work differently and they integrate with different things. And so as a, as an accountant or bookkeeper, like trying to find the right one for your business is hard, right? Because you want it to integrate with your, you know, tax software so that you can see, you know, you want data from QuickBooks maybe, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, you want there, you want some integration going on there. And so trying to find one that works across your entire tech stack can be a challenge. Yeah. I, I mean, accounting automation workflow podcast, right? We're, we're talking about uh, linking things together, pretty much creating better workflows. So having the, the black box CRM, not attached to anything. Let's say Excel. You can attach it to things or, or integrate it, but like it's probably a black box and you're doing things manually if you are using it. Right. And it's terrible. Let's be honest. Um, there's definitely better ways out there to do that with an actual CRM. <laughs> Excuse me. An actual CRM. And and not only that, like, you know, if you're like you want you want to update your systems as little as possible, manual, you know, manually as little as possible, right? So using an app like Zapier or native integrations between these apps. So we're talking about that integrate, you know, the, the integration piece being so important is like, if you're using something like practice ignition and the client signs the engagement letter, you can create an automation that goes into your CRM and marks the deal as closed. Yep. Right. So that's what we're talking about is that you need a place where you can go and look at all the leads that you have in the pipeline and you're able to analyze those leads, right? Because how many times, Brian, re- really do we get calls from people that are just kicking tires or trying to get free advice? Or or uh, price shopping. Right, right. So many. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so having a CRM where you can look at all the names and you're able to analyze to say, okay, what are the common characteristics across the clients that actually sign with me versus the people that are, you know, looking for the free advice or trying to find the cheapest service, right? There's characteristics. And so using our CRM actually allows you to look across, you know, what were, what were the interactions with the clients that actually became clients? What did those look like? What did you talk about? How did they interact with you? Mm -hmm. What did they click on on your website? You know, that kind of thing can help you to, you know, strategize your marketing and also, also know how to sell like accountants by default, are not great salespeople. Yeah, 100% agree. Which is why they don't have CRM, right? <laughs> yeah. Because they're like, sales? No, I'm not a salesperson. I'm an accountant. Yeah. Well, here's the newsflash. If you didn't know already, is that uh, if you're an accountant, you kind of have to be a salesperson because your firm's not going to grow super fast if... Yeah. And for some people, that's fine. Yeah. But depends what you want, I guess. But Depends what you want. Yeah. And there's no right answer. It's your, your, your firm, your journey. Yeah. But so if you want to grow... You got to have strategy. For sure. So we've both used Pipedrive. We did. We both moved off of it. We did, but I loved it. I don't Pipedrive. I just want to put this out in the universe. I did not leave Pipedrive because I didn't think it was an awesome app. It is an awesome app. It is. Yeah. Totally agree. I I moved off of it because 
there were other options that worked better with the, the other systems I use in my practice. That's the only reason. Yep. Same exact same reason for me. I really love their user interface. It's so simple to like see everything, move stuff around, understand what's going on in your system. I love it. But yeah, just same, same thing, same thing that you said, right? The adoption was so easy. I think that's the thing. Like when I find an app and it doesn't feel like work to implement it, I'm like doing the happy dance and I will sing the praises of that app all day long. And that was pipe drive for me. Like I had tried to implement other CRMs. And when I went to pipe drive, it was like, I was using it instantly. I knew exactly what I was supposed to do. And I was getting the data I needed to go in the direction that I wanted to. So awesome app. I miss it a little bit. I'm not going to lie, but so it, just, do I. <laughs> we, it just, it, it wasn't the right thing. And I think that's something else is that I, I know that I don't have a tendency to do this anymore, but I think I did. And I see a lot of accountants do this. Like you're in an app and you just think that's all right. I've picked it and I've picked it forever. Like, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> like you gotta keep your finger on the pulse because technology is changing so fast. And I think, you know, with technology companies that are really successful, they talk about agility, right? Being Mm -hmm. agile, accounting firms have to be agile too, Mm -hmm. right? And if you, you need to know what's out there and you also need to, you know, stay on top of that. Yep. It's good to stay abreast of all the the new technology for sure. Nothing wrong with sticking with what you have, but if it doesn't fit your needs, right? And then they're not sort of being agile, as you said, and coming up with new features, then yeah, there's nothing wrong with moving on. Nope, there isn't. What are you using now? Brian? Uh, we switched to HubSpot. Do you love it? I like it. It does. It does what I need it to do. Um, All right. So you like it, yeah. but you don't. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> that's that. Yeah, you're putting me on the spot here. What's going on? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry. My, my bad. No, it's okay. No, it's it's it is it's a good software. Super robust. Like if you actually wanted to use the whole ecosystem, you could run your entire firm on HubSpot, right? Because they have the the help desk. They have uh, the CRM, they have the marketing, they have um, CCSM, I forget. It's like blog posting, basically, or like helping you produce your blogs. And then they also, you can build your website on it pretty much if you want to. So it could be kind of full feature if you wanted. How much are you using of it? Uh, We're on, we're on the pro. What's the one before it? It's the first paid version uh, for marketing. We're on that one. Um, And then we're still on free. Uh, the free CRM feature works perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, you know, eventually we'll get to the point where we want to upgrade it. I've already been looking at the professional features; they're pretty awesome. It's just it's a uh, it's a pretty penny to to buy the HubSpot stuff. So if a, if if an accountant who's listening, one of our listeners is thinking, okay, I don't use a CRM. Heather and Brian just said I have to use a CRM. <laughs> Like, what do they look for? Like, what are the most important key things that any CRM that they're going to use should have? I think we should talk about that. Yeah. I mean, all the all the personal data on people, all the company data on people. And, and like most of these CRMs, they have custom fields that you can create. So if there isn't something that fits kind of what you're looking for, you can definitely create a custom field. I know in the free version of HubSpot, I think you get up to 10 it is. And then once you go to a paid version, I believe it jumps to 1,000 which is like, that's a huge difference, right? But, you know, you can can create these custom fields, make sure you're gathering certain data points that you want to gather. Because as you said, you know, basically to summarize what you were saying, the more data you have, the better decisions you can make, right? right? So as you're putting in all these data points, you can, you know, kind of start looking at over time, what's the data telling you and, and making adjustments. So 
for example, the one that you said, someone visits your website, you can kind of see that. Um, if you're obviously linking your CRM up to your website and gathering that data, maybe they submit a form. That's kind of how it works. They submit the form, their, uh, their sort of cookie or tracking link gets attached to that person. Um, and then that allows you to track kind of what they're doing. So they click here, they click there, they click over there. You can kind of see what, what sort of content or, uh, or pieces of the website or, or yeah, like sections of your website, we'll say are, yeah. uh, are getting the most traffic and then, you know, adjust from there basically. So what I'm hearing is that you're tracking, you're tracking data points about the client. So, you know, their, their contact information, maybe their, you know, what type of organization they are, yep. what their industry is, you know, how many employees, their company yep. size, things like that. And those things help you to understand who you're doing business with and who your clients are. But then the other thing that I'm hearing is that you're using the CRM to track behavior. Yep. And I think that's where, you know, they call it customer relationship management and relationship is all about behavior and interacting. And so I think that's where we kind of like, we don't think about that is that that's the, that's the true value. I mean, yes, having the database, but you could have the Excel spreadsheet that has all your clients and all that and use it like a database and do pivot tables. Like you could totally do that, but the Excel spreadsheet's not going to track the behavior. Not at all. And that's where the, that's, I find it's the fun part actually of the systems because then you start getting into like marketing, right? Like, you know, you put, put up five, 10, 15, how many blogs you have on your website, people start clicking through it. And if you have that sort of tracking link, and I mean, you can see this, um, the, the places that people are visiting anyways on your website, you can see that information, but the more, the more you start seeing that data, you know, if someone's focusing on a certain blog that you've posted, well, maybe you want to produce more content around that. And you're going to see that through your CRM and your marketing data as well. And so beginner CRM, let's talk about, you know, because I want to go back to a lot of the people that are watching are, are, you know, they're listening, excuse me, they're not watching. We get to see each other, but (laughs) you just get get hear our voices. The people that are listening to the podcast are thinking if they don't have a CRM, what are some simple ones that you can get started with that are, you know, um, easy to implement? And the first one that comes to mind for QuickBooks, because you know, I'm like team QuickBooks, right, Um, is method CRM. So method CRM, first of all, if you sign up for their partner program as an accounting professional, and yes, you have to be an accounting professional, <laughs> you get a free, you get a free subscription for your firm. And it literally is plug and play. Like you connect to your QuickBooks data and bam, it's all set up. Now the customization options of it are like through the roof and crazy. Like yeah. you can do so much. You could build, like you said with HubSpot, you could build a whole website. You can do the same thing with method. But if you wanted to just get start and be able to see pipelines and see like the customer information and, you know, be able to start using the CRM to track behaviors and, and document customer interactions and, and add fields that you wouldn't have in QuickBooks, method is a really good choice. Yeah. I, I think when we first started Blueprint, we did look at that, but that was like three, three-ish, four-ish years ago. Uh, I'm sure it's come a long way since then. Uh, obviously, it sounds like you know a lot more about it. So what, uh, like, have you, have you actually used it or just been demoing? I or? have. I have used it. Um, I have used it and I've, I've played with it. We currently aren't using it. Right now we're using monday.com yep. which is not a crm but it has you can you can create a crm and it's so basically a database program cloud-based database program but with my with method it's on my my list of to-dos i think the thing that i get stuck on with method is like there's so much i want to do with it 
mm-hmm. that I forget that I can just use the CRM part of it, you know, and it, it's going to be amazing. But I, there's, there's things I love about it. I think what I would love to see in it, and they may have this now, it's been a couple of months since I looked at it, is one of the things I loved about Pipedrive was that view that can, there's a Kanban view on yeah. Pipedrive that shows you all of the leads that you have in each stage of the sales cycle, right? And I don't think Method has that right now. And that was something that for me, I really liked the visually, vis, visually, excuse me, visualization of <laughs> uh, being able to see like who's contacted us, who's gotten, who's responded, who's booked an appointment, an initial appointment with us, who's waiting, who, who's been sent a proposal and we're waiting for a response back and, you know, who's, who did we lose? And like being able to visualize it trying to visualize that, um, see it visually is helpful to me. Um, and they may have it and I'm not aware of it, but that, that was one thing that, that I was kind of bummed about when I was first looking at was that I didn't have that. Um, Insightly is another one that is, is, has a, it's, that one was harder. Like the great thing about method is you, you link it to QuickBooks and it pulls all of your QuickBooks customers and vendors and employees in. So you, there's no importing a contact list. Like with Insightly, I really like it and it's robust, but I felt like the setup with Insightly was a little cumbersome because you had to import. And then once you imported your list to connect it to QuickBooks, it just seemed like a cumbersome process mm-hmm. to go through. And like there was this screen where you had to go in. If you had a contact in there, you had to go in there and then select which customer in QuickBooks was assigned. Like you had to you had to manually link it. One-to-one. And, I, and and I mean, that could have been me, like not knowing what I was doing, which is totally possible. Um, but I'm pretty sure that I reached out to somebody because that was super not okay with me. Um, and there was not, a, it was like, that's the way it is. And again, it could have changed because it's been, you know, probably six months since I looked at it last. Yeah. Um, but it is robust. It is easy and it's free, right? And it does have a lot of integrations on Zapier. Um so anything that anything else that you can link to Zapier, you can create an automation with, which is yep. what we're all about, right? Yep. But I felt like the Insightly got like an implementation, a low in- implementation score mm. just based on that. Yep. Yeah, I mean, speaking of cost, so I believe HubSpot has a free version, Insightly. Uh, you said Method, if you're on the Pro mm-hmm. Advisor program. Uh, Monday, do they have a free version? Uh, I don't know. I paid okay. for it. I, they probably do. Yeah. I don't know. Let me, let me, let it's probably me been so long gonna, that, uh, cause you've just been paying for it. You're just like, oh, I don't need to know about the free version. I'm going to go to the Googler and look. Yeah. I know pipe drive does not have a free version, but again, we both used it. Definitely worth, yeah, uh, no, worth the investment. It's, it was an expensive when, when yeah. I, um, hold on. I can't. It just logged me into my Monday account, so I'm going to go. That's all good. And I'm going to tell you because I people want to know, Brian. <laughs> the people want to the know. People know Monday has a free version. <laughs> it does. Oh, there Two you go. Two things: free forever. You get unlimited boards, 200 plus templates, 20 column types, two team members, iOS and Android. Cool. No dashboards though, and I like their dashboards because they have llamas on them. <laughs> Nice. Like the Asana unicorns, maybe. Right. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Nice. I'm I'm curious. 
I'm curious about this one. So you you are working on Sweet Dash, right? You're kind of on the I side. I am working on Sweet Dash. Yeah, that's like my side project. How's that going? I like it. So Sweet Dash, if you're out there, I love you. Your product's amazing, but man, you got to do something about your latency issues. Like it just takes too long to load anything in it, and I don't know why. But that's that's my biggest complaint with Sweet Dash is that it just is slow as molasses. Yeah, it's quite robust though, right? It's pretty much got every oh, module you need robust. to run a business. So maybe that's I, why I don't know. I bought this. Well, I bought the AppSumo codes, and I have a ton of them because I really do have faith in Sweet Dash. It's their branding. Like the way that you can set up the branding to, you know, go into your website is awesome. It does proposals. It's got that built-in Zapier feature, the automation feature. It does, it's going to have an LMS, a learning management system, which is what I'm super excited about because we're building that in our firm. It does practically everything in the kitchen sink and it, it is very robust. But like I said, the thing that we're really struggling with is it's the latency. And I don't know, I mean... Clearly, it's got something to do with either their hosting or, you know, you know how they're hosting their data, or which I think is on Amazon Web Services. So I don't know why that would be slower than like other apps. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's definitely it's definitely slow, and that's you know my my operations you know manager. She loves it too, and we've done a lot of work in it. But that's the thing we keep coming back to is like, please speed it up, please speed it up, because. You know, when other things are fast and you can get the information, you know, with a click of a button and it just appears, like that becomes a drag. Yeah, I'm like a Debbie Downer today, aren't I? <laughs> no, you're doing fine. Don't worry. There's, I mean, you could nitpick anything about any app. Let's be honest. You can, but yeah. I do love it. And I just sweet dash. I want you to know I love your product. I think it's awesome. I have a zillion. I'm sitting on not a zillion sweet dash codes, but I have a bunch, and I love it. And I love the look of it. Like I've already done all the branding, and I love it. Love it. Love it. But I'm just waiting for A, the LMS to be released later this year so that we can start building that out. And yep. I really want it to be faster. Cool. So uh, yeah, there you go. So we've said HubSpot, Pipedrive, and Slightly, Salesforce. We didn't didn't really talk about them, but I feel like everybody knows who Salesforce is. Uh, Method Salesforce Monday, is- Sweet Dash. So let's talk about Salesforce for a minute because I've always felt like Salesforce is like way beyond my firm. Like it's for big companies like Intuit and zero and you yeah. know the big guys um is that right am i right in thinking that like i don't have much experience with it i've had clients that use it but i was never part of that i feel like that's how they've branded themselves it's my opinion i could be completely wrong maybe someone else believes they're for small business but that's that's how i viewed as well that it's more uh more like enterprise based but they do i did actually demo it maybe you did maybe seven or eight months ago when we were looking at HubSpot at the same time. But they do have a, I think it's $25 a month plan for small business. Oh, they do? Yeah. Okay. So pretty affordable there. Uh, yeah, the that nice, is affordable. The nice thing about Salesforce is it is also extremely customizable. Yeah, I know it's really robust and I know it's built into Sage products, right? Like Sage One has a deep, deep Salesforce integration. I remember looking at it a couple of years ago and I can only imagine that it got better. Yeah. And then with QuickBooks Online Advanced, there's some kind of, I don't even, I, I've never used it, but I think that there's some kind of thing there that you could do. I That's really good to know because I always felt like it was off limits because I'm, <laughs> I work mostly with small to medium sized businesses. And I just assumed like Salesforce was going to be like one of those apps that's like $200,000 to implement. No, it is. It's very module based. So I think like the the basic 
CRM, we'll say is the $25 one. And then you can add on all these modules and whatnot. Uh, They also did recently acquire Slack. Right. I saw that. We'll see where that goes. That could be interesting. The other one we didn't talk about that actually I've had now quite a few accounting professionals come to me and want help with implementation and customization and automation. Um, All the Asians is Zoho. So Zoho is very much like Salesforce, it sounds, because it has all those different modules that you can kind of pick and choose what you want to use. Like it has Zoho Help Desk, Zoho CRM, Zoho Projects, Zoho Accounting. I don't think that's what it's called, but it's like Zoho Books, I think is what it's called. So they have all those different modules. And I think I've met several practitioners that are going, they're going all in on the Zoho. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I haven't really looked at it, to be honest. My business partner said he didn't like it, so we just didn't even look at it. (laughs) Yeah. The last time I looked at it, the thing that bummed me about, I looked at it for a client and they have a projects module that is a really good project management module. And then in their Zoho books, they have projects, but they don't, they didn't talk to each other. And I think I, I haven't, I've recently heard they now do talk to each other, but that was the deal killer for me. It was like, really? You have these two, two modules called projects and I would have to set up some kind of custom integration myself to get them to talk to each other. And that was like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but I think that, that I think I've heard from somebody that that's no longer the case. So I, I'm going to be looking at it cause I'm actually working with, with someone right now who's setting up Zoho and I'm going to help with some zap stuff. So cool. that'll be cool. And then the other one is Infusionsoft. And oh, now yeah. it's, uh, keep what's it called? Keep that's another one that I really like, but it's also like it's like this really amazing app, but you need to hire a consultant to set it up. Yep, there's a few people we know that use it, but mm-hmm. uh, definitely robust again, say like same as uh, I would say Salesforce ish, but it does have um, the marketing piece to it, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So, going back to the question I asked you like 10 minutes ago. What are the basic features that a a CRM should have? And I think it's definitely the custom fields. Yep. It should definitely be easy to implement. So it should have the ability to import your contacts and sync with your other system. So your accounting system, whatever it is, like your billing system, because your CRM is different from your billing system, but they're very much... Same data. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same data and you want them in both systems. So you want something that's bi-directional. So it's going to pull stuff from your accounting system and push stuff, you know, they're talking to each other. Well, um, should have a pipeline dashboard. Like to me, that's a, I I want a pipeline dashboard. I want to be able to see where all of my leads are. And then I want to be able to create custom dashboards about my customers so that I can put them into different buckets. Yep. Yeah. That's a pretty good summary. Yeah. Anything else? Oh, and you know, b- the ability to send mass emails, right? Or the ability to have an implement uh, an integration with Mailchimp or Constant Contact or something else that does that, I think is essential. Yeah, if it doesn't already have its own marketing platform, I guess. So like HubSpot has that obviously. Um yeah. looking at our list here, that might be the only one. And Forms, Forms yeah. has to have intake forms. Yeah. Or work with an intake form, but most of them have their own like they'll have the form that the, the website lead form, they all have, to, they all have to, if they don't have that, like it's not, in my opinion, it's not a real CRM. That's a very basic feature for sure. <laughs> right. Yeah. If it, if it doesn't have a lead capture 
thing where you, and basically what, what we mean by that is with most CRMs, there's, if you go into the settings, it's like create a lead capture and then you click a button and it gives you the code and then you send the code to your web guy or girl, web person, and then they <laughs> paste the code on your website. And then when the person fills out the contact stuff, like the contact you, contact us, then it sends it directly to, to your CRM. Yep. That's what we're talking about. Yep. Automation. And that is, an, that is an excellent segue to the workflow of the day, actually. <laughs> you like how I did that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. So we're, we're talking about lead capture with your CRM widgets, actually. That That's is the, workflow, the of the workflow of the day. So exactly yeah. what Heather said, right? You can create those lead capture forms, grab the, the code snippet, and uh, get your web developer to throw it on your website. And you'll have your lead capture form right there, ready to use. Exactly. Exactly. And then it's like, once you have them fill out that lead capture, then what you're able to do with that information is what gets your juices flowing, right? It's yep. like, where can I do with that? And so that, that brings us to our automation challenge. Yep. And so our automation challenge is you're going to do something with it. So here's the thing. Imagine this. This is the old way that, or this is probably either you're doing this now, or this is, we're going to call this the old way of doing it. The old way of doing it is you get the lead capture, you get an email because it goes, instead of it going into your CRM, you're using the website one that basically sends you an email. The email comes in and you're like, oh, there's Joe Schmo and here's his phone number and his email address. And either you click the email and send them a manual email. Um, hopefully you're at least using a canned email, which you learned about a couple of podcasts ago. But if you're not, you're manually typing the, the, um, the email and you're saying, let's set up an appointment to talk. And then you have 15 emails going back and forth. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out a time that works, right? Am yeah. I wrong? hundred no. percent. You're correct. Yeah. <laughs> and then you finally get the appointment and then you show up to the appointment 15 minutes early. They're like, oh, sorry, I don't want to meet anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All that time wasted. All that time wasted. No, just kidding. Yeah. So I told you I'm totally Debbie Downer today. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so, okay, so the new way, so that was the old way of doing it. So the new way is you have the lead capture form that's coming from your CRM. So it's already connected, right? Yep. They fill out their information, it goes into your CRM, and then you're going to do something with it. And the thing you're going to do with it is you're going to have it automatically reply to say, thanks for reaching out to us. Here's a link to my calendar, which we also covered several podcasts ago. Yep. So you can go listen to that one. Um, Calendly, Acuity. You use Microsoft some uh, Microsoft bookings, yeah, yep. Microsoft bookings, and it, it sends them, them the link to that, and then they self schedule their initial sales consult. Yeah, and that, if that works. Yeah. yeah, so that's your challenge. And if you don't have a CRM, but you're going to get one because we just gave you a bunch of free ones that you can get. So that's your challenge: is go. If you don't have a CRM, go at least play with one. Like take half a Friday and. Go sign up for Method, Insightly, HubSpot, Pipe. Pipe doesn't have a free version, but you could do a trial. No. That's yep. what I did. I did the trial and then I fell in love with it and implemented it. Yep. So um, go find a CRM, set it up, play with it. And then if you don't have Calendly or Acuity, go sign up for their free versions. Yeah. <laughs> all the free can, stuff. <laughs> all the free stuff. And then... Yeah. And that's our automation challenge. You guys can do it. And it's going to be life-changing because you're going to save for each lead that comes in, you're going to save like 15 minutes of yeah. your life. Yeah, probably. With all the, the data entry back and forth, typing out the email, if you don't have those canned responses, you know, yeah. and then the back and forth of emails trying to figure out a time, which is, again, that's, that's a huge waste of time. 
Um, I'm going to let me throw uh, one more example in the hat here for people. So if, if you yes. do have a web developer or you are like pretty decent at coding or know a little bit anyways, uh, like one thing that we do actually. So Heather's the way Heather explained. Absolutely. That works 100%. I would say that's probably the more straightforward way. But if you do have a web developer, you could actually embed your calendar directly on, say, a thank you page. So as soon as they fill yes. in your form, it flips to that thank you page and the calendar is right there for them to book. Um, we've found it's a little more sticky, I would say, because they're, they're they're not like waiting for uh, for an email to come. Again, completely fine. Um, but they get that that thank you page right away and it's like, oh, there's the calendar. I'm just going to book something right now then. That does sound like it would be better for sure. That's super fancy and I love it. And now I want it. So that's <laughs> my automation challenge is going to be like, I'm going to go do that on mine so that people don't, we don't, we just skip the email. Yeah. Everybody hates email. That's what you hear these days. Emails out. No, it, it but it, it does work either way. Right. So it does if, work if you want, way, if you're not, sure. if you're not like as savvy enough to know coding or, or web development, Definitely do the first option. Super simple. Uh, you can use Zapier to do it. I think that's what you use, right? Uh, if you do have a web developer in-house or you're decent with coding, try the second option, see how it goes and, and let us know. Definitely. So free, just just as a reiter, reiter, reiterate, free CRMs that we love uh, and low-cost CRMs that we love. HubSpot, which Brian's using right now. Yep. Hypedrive, which we both used in the past and loved. Um, Insightly, which is awesome, but you're going to have to work a little bit to get it set up. Um, but it is awesome. Salesforce, which I don't have any experience with, but Brian said that it is affordable. So when you thought Salesforce wasn't affordable, you learned on the Accounting Automation Workflow podcast that it is, in fact, affordable for a small business. Method CRM, which I love, it's like magical. Um, I really want a dashboard. <laughs> and it's probably there, and I just don't know, but I love it. And it's free for accountants, so go get it. Um, and Monday.com, which is not a CRM, like that's not its core purpose, but it has a good CRM um, uh, template that you can use. And then Sweet Dash. So those were the ones that we really liked and talked about. Yeah. Cool. All right. It's, uh, I think we're done for today. Yep. Top of the hour? No. It's the top of the hour? Almost. Six minutes six minutes at the top of the hour. So my name is Heather Satterley. My name is Brian Clare. And this is the Accounting Automation Workflow Podcast. We're here to help you work less by automating more. See you next time. See ya.